Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Tell me about this evolution with UMAC, how you've gone from a consultant to the U.S. government on anti-terrorist programs to uh, working as a public relations supervisor, as a sports columnist, and now you're, you know, dabbling in the paranormal, writing books about it. You've got a, your own radio show dealing with strange things. How did this evolution occur for you? Well, I don't know. You know, I went to school for journalism and then uh, worked in the newspapers when I got out of uh, Emerson College. And just my first job was as a sports writer, you know, which was a really good job to get right out of school, covered the Red Sox and, and covered the Celtics. But then I had to, you know, like make more than minimum wage, if you know what I mean. A lot yeah. of newspapers don't pay a lot of money. So I worked for General Electric for a while as a PR guy, and um, I got to know a lot of people doing that because of some of the products that we used to deal with. And um, I met a lot of people, let's say, in the uh, defense industry and um, learned a lot about uh, jet engines and stuff like that. And I don't know, just that, that idea just kind of, you know, grew and grew, and I was able to do fiction books about uh, aviation and so on. And But I've always been interested in UFOs, even since I was a little kid, you know, and just somehow all that stuff just put it in a blender and turned it around and it came out to what I'm doing now. Were you like me? Was it uh, the Look Magazine article on uh, Barney and Betty Hill and their abduction case that got you going? Yep, it, it was that. And I used to read the uh, books of uh, Major Donald Kehoe. From, oh, yeah, from Nightcap. Right. Right, yeah. And that's what really, that's what really uh, hooked me because, and even now when you read his books, you know, a lot of them just have, there's a lot of detail in them. He had a lot of contacts in the Pentagon. He was a, he was a Marine officer. And uh, he looked into a lot of very strange cases, did a lot of really good research. So as soon as I started reading those, as you know, uh, just really as a kid in elementary school, I was hooked. There was a writer named Frank Edwards who got me, too. He had some great UFO books. Right, yeah, yep, as well, right. Are you a believer that we're being visited? Um, you know, I'm not sure. You know, uh, obviously something is out there because so many people see it and, and they all can't be hallucinating or making it up or whatever. Right, or or man-made or, you know, right. whatever you want to say. Sure. The, and the military obviously knows more about these things than, than we do. Um, I, I don't think that they know where they come from, to tell you the truth, but I know, I know for a fact they have more evidence that they exist. Something is there. You know, it, it, it probably isn't little green men from Mars. It might be something that we just can't understand. But people see something, so I'm a believer that people uh, you know, are seeing something that they don't understand, but that is at the same time real. Have you ever seen a UFO that you just didn't know what it was? Nope. No, I never have. And and I have this feeling that only certain people see UFOs. I've, I'm always looking for UFOs, so I don't think I'll ever see one, if that makes sense. You've got to get yourself, Max, some uh, night vision goggles, third generation, and uh, those are the, the, the most powerful for you to see. Mm-hmm. And I did that with a group of people. Uh, we were on the roof of a hotel in uh, San Jose, California, and I'm telling you, I saw two UFOs doing 90-degree turns and stops. All I could see was something like dot or satellite-shaped 
You know, you just see it in the sky, but they weren't satellites. Satellites go from one end to the other. These would just go for about three or four inches in the night sky and then stop and then make a right-hand turn, stop, and then disappear and zoom off. It was was weird. But if you ever get yourself some night vision goggles or somebody's got them, go out there one night and just look around at the skies. You'll be amazed at some of the things you see zooming by. On the beach, we actually live in a barrier island north of Boston, and uh, there's very little light pollution here. So we can go down to the beach, and and the, the sky is just fantastic as it is. But you do see a lot of things moving around up there, and you say, "Chief, I wonder what that is." You know. We're going to talk stories with Mac Maloney about his new book, Haunted Universe, in our last hour. Next hour, we'll open up the phone lines for questions and maybe your own story of strange things. How did you accumulate all the information for Haunted Universe? Well, you know, it really started a while ago when I was working for the newspaper. One of my jobs was I used to had to uh, cut the UPA, uh, UPI um, wire series, as they used to call them. <laughs> and you got your fingers dirty with the teletype ribbons yep. that you had to put on. You got it. And, and, and <laughs> UPI every day would put across three very unusual stories that could be used as filler in the newspaper, and uh, our newspaper never used them, so I just collected them. So I just started, you know, collecting weird little stories, and when I had a chance to do uh, UFOs in wartime uh, for Berkeley Books, I just accumulated a lot of, you know, kind of like research, or you just come into stories that you might not use in a book like that, but you don't want to throw them away because they're just so cool in a way. Um, So I just had an office full of files and boxes and I worked a little bit for TBS's Conspiratorium uh, website, and we used to do like 10 odd stories a month on there. And um, it, it was just everything just accumulated. I said, you know, maybe now I can just put it together in a collection and, and put it out. Then I can, you know, throw all this stuff away, all the research. That's These were like stories from Charles Fort, where he collected bizarre stories. I mean, uh, yeah. fro- frogs falling from the sky and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. You know, and somehow in, in, in accumulating them into a you know, a, a collection, and you read them all, you think, boy, th- a lot of strange things really happen, you know? They really happen and have been happening, you know, over uh, all of human history in a way. So uh, I just thought it was interesting to put them all in one big collection. Mac, tell me about your Military X-Files radio show and how people can hear you. Well, we're on uh, a number of uh, Internet networks. Uh, you just... Uh, Google Mac Maloney's Military X-Files uh, show. We um, do a, a weekly show. I have two interesting co-hosts. Uh, well, both of them are veterans. Uh, one of them is a veteran of four tours uh, flying over Iraq. Uh, he does a lot of military work. His name is um, Commander Cobra, military contract work. Our other co-host is a gentleman named Juan Juan, who um, actually uh, did a lot of work in um, looking for Russian subs out of Guantanamo Bay at the end of the 60s and 70s. He has uh, a lot of interesting stuff to uh, talk about uh, during his military career. And then we all have this interest in the paranormal. We like Mm -hmm. talking about it and talking on the radio about it. Do you ever get any calls or guests that deal with submersible UFOs? Oh, yeah. Oh, we love talking about that. Oh, my God. I love that stuff. Especially down in the Bahamas, especially around a place called Autec, which is uh, actually the Navy's Area 51. And it's actually in the Bahamas in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle, in fact. A lot of USO reports down there. We love talking about them. Something's happening where sailors see these lights down there at the bottom floor of the ocean, and then all of a sudden this object just bursts right out of the ocean, and off it goes. It's amazing. The ocean's a good place to hide in. 
you know, if you were up to, uh, you know, who knows what, a lot of secret weapons and so on. But uh, it's a big, uh, the ocean is, is not, there's, there's been a lot of people who have think that, uh, think that, hey, maybe UFOs come from the ocean, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's just one of those, uh, another thing that we can't possibly understand right now, but a lot of people do see them. Why do you think people, Mac, are so fascinated with the unusual and the paranormal? I mean, hence your show, my show. I mean, people love this stuff. They can't get enough of it. How come? Um, I think it makes our lives seem a little uh, less ordinary, you know, and makes them a little extraordinary. Uh, that these things happen around us all the time. You know, we just don't, that, that's was the title of the book came from, you know, the haunted universe, that maybe maybe we live in the universe where everything goes wrong and the other universes that are supposed to be like us, everything goes right. Maybe we're in the one that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, I don't know. I've always found it fascinating because, you know, you, you live your day-to-day life, it just seems like there's a routine to life. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone you know sees a ghost or someone you know has seen a UFO and, and, like, it's just that kind of unreal part of life that kind of touches you. And I don't know. I just find it fascinating. Do you think people have a need to be scared or baffled? I think they. I think a lot of people have a need to be baffled. You know, I do, you know. And then you, you hear about something and you look into it and you, you learn, uh, you know, something that you didn't know before. I think some people like to be scared. You know, I think there's an adrenaline rush in it. That's why there's, you know, the scary movies, uh, horror movies are so popular. Um, I, you know, who knows? I think it may go back to when we used to all sit around the campfire and you had to make sure that you were alert all through the night so something bad doesn't happen. So, you know, who knows? But, you know, you're right. A lot of people like it uh, in all forms of the medium. Well, and we, we want to be baffled because, you know, we want to believe that Bigfoot exists as a creature, that it's not some ape out there in the woods. We want to believe that UFOs come from other planetary systems and it's not just some fluke of nature throwing off plasma balls or anything like that. Uh, We want to believe that there's an afterlife and ghosts are the real thing. We really get disappointed when, you know, the reality of some of these things pops up and you realize, well, this was just a natural occurrence or, or uh, you know, some kind of electrical discharge in the clouds or whatever it was, it gets to be disappointing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sure, because then, you know, once again, it, it, it makes the, our, our, let's say, illusion of life, uh, you know, seem ordinary in a way, you know, that, that but there can't be an explanation for everything. That's the way I, I kind of look at it, you know, that there are these things that happen out there, and UFOs is certainly a big part of them, but all kinds of different, just strange things. Uh, people see things, and, you know, they all can't be making them up. They all can't be hoaxes. Uh, we have instances in the book where, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people saw different kind of paranormal-type stuff. So there has to be something behind it. Maybe it's all tied in together. You know, um, we talk about this on the show a lot, that maybe Bigfoot and ghosts and UFOs, and Loch Ness monsters, all of it, the whole thing, all comes from the same thing. We're not the first people to think about that, but we talk about it a lot. Uh, but it's it, it's an endless fascination with us and with a lot of people. For sure. Well, and you're right about this important aspect. Not all these people are making things up or lying or mistaken. And even if you have 100 people and 99 of them are making up these stories that they see ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot, you've got that one person mm-hmm. who's not lying, 
who has seen something very unusual. And that that's what fuels me. That's why I continue looking for these answers, because that, that one person is the reason that I go after these stories. All it takes is one ghost story to be true, and they might as all be true. I tell Linda Moulton Howe, who's our reporter, Mac, uh, she's an expert in crop formations and uh, truly believes that most of the crop formations are made from other sources other than man. And whatever those sources could be, could be UFOs, could be the Earth doing it as a vehicle to communicate with us, whatever it is, she thinks most of them are done that way. And I've, I've told her, I says, Linda... It doesn't matter because even if all of them except one is the unusual one, it's an amazing story. It's it's the story of the lifetime. Yeah, and, absolutely, for sure. You know, I, our, our, like our, our ghost story. You know, if you could talk to if there's one one person who's come back here from the afterlife, that's, that's it. The most amazing thing that's ever happened ever. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.